Shoot's own father has to use live wire to keep him from banging the fireplace? This is spoilers! <laughs> I heard about so, that. So, what is live wire? <laughs> is it electric? I was thinking electric fence, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. The mists of shoot go on and on. But anyway, I am your host, Stevie. Welcome to Spoilers. Tonight, we are breaking down the finest of all wrestling movies, Matthew Modine's peak performance, Vision Quest. So put on your secret, strap on your headgear, tie a belt around your arm, and get ready to shoot up. The greatest drug the <laughs> 80s ever gave us. Matthew Mo Dean. Let's do it. Sup, fellas? We have everybody but Jordan here tonight, right? Yeah. We waited. We tried. We, I thought he was bringing Mo Dean. Never quite happened. We're just not we're just not big enough and he's too busy. But let's go from east to west and say, hmm. I do love Lunatic Fringe in this movie. The 80s song that gets you going or your favorite 80s band? Oh, man, I got to go first? Oh, crap. And it can be peak 80s. It can start in the 70s, but their peak was in the 80s. I don't care. Okay, this is Brett from Fort Wayne talking really slow because I can't <laughs> think of a band. Googling bands 80s. <laughs> it's like on trivia. <laughs> uh, uh, I don't know. Phil Collins? Philadelphia. <laughs> Philadelphia Collins. <laughs> Pre-Tarzan. <laughs> yeah. Peak. Deep cuts. Peak Phil. Peak Phil. <laughs> Maybe I'll have something better by the time you're all done. I, I can't think of anything right now. No no 80s hair bands you like or anything? I used to like Journey a lot, but I got really worn out on them. Oh, no one ever gets worn out on a Journey, Brad. Ah, I've never heard that before. Very. But I'm kind of back on the Journey train lately, so... Journey's pretty godly or pretty gaudy to like long term. To be honest, they're maybe, tough. Maybe Ario Speedwagon or Sticks or Ooh, something. Sticks is solid. I'm with Brett. My mom had a best of Journey CD, and we played it on a road it's trip so in good. about 30 minutes, and I was like, okay. But yeah, it, 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 I, I used to listen to it all the time, and I, I can't <laughs> even do it anymore. His voice only goes so far. It can be money, but his voice is amazing. It's just in this movie, I feel like it hits all the right notes. It is, and this isn't one of their most played-out songs no. either. I think I might be most hit it, Josh. East, though, hit it. Also, uh, yeah, this is Josh from Goshen, Indiana. Um, I lived six years, five and a half years in the '80s, so like I kind oh. of remember the music. And like, honestly, the '80s didn't seem like a decade to just listen through a whole album. Like, you just got to listen to all these one-hit wonders like tears for fears and ah hey, you leave tears like for fears that. alone man they have a great best of i love tears for fears but i don't know like i am on i did google 80s bands and nothing really <laughs> striking me like the top one listed is like guns and roses and like <laughs> i love Maybe prince the 80s by the way that great. prince is my answer oh that's a good one Ooh, you st- okay thanks yeah. brett you stole my answer well, jesus mikey are you next Good. You had your chance. Good choice. I, I like the police too. Uh, I don't, I don't think I've listened to too much of the police. Uh, yeah, Mikey, recording from uh, Goshen, Indiana. Um, I don't know, just a one-off song or an album or Take a band me. as a whole. Take on me. <laughs> Take on me is always like I listen to it all the time if it comes on. Classic. I love that song. 
Uh, but as a band, I like the Smiths. They're a pretty nice 80s band. Not everybody, I guess, has heard too many of their songs. They got some really popular songs, but a lot of their stuff not too many people know about. But they're nice. It's like a nice, uh, sweet-sounding band, not like crazy synths and hey. guitars and stuff. <laughs> Man, just looking at all these bands that I love. A lot of drummers got fired during the 80s. I love 80s U2 as well. Plus electric, electric, a lot of electric drums, drums is just so tacky sounding. I feel like a lot of people were let go. I think I'm, yeah. A lot of one-armed drummers. Hey, no, man. just one. Def Leppard. Just one. Def is the shit. You made Def it work. Def is the shit. Pap, what's up? I like Def Leppard. All right, well, before Brett felt the need to interject like his fourth 80s <laughs> band there, I was going to say Prince and the Revolution. And I'm with Josh. Like, There's a lot of like singles from the 80s that i like like if you have like the now that's what i call 80s i'm sure it's great but like purple rain has got to be the best album of the 80s and every single song on there freaking slaps uh i I like 80s u2 and i think joshua trees an amazing album as well so sorry not sorry I think Graceland from Paul Simon's also in the 80s, and that's a pretty great album. Wasn't Queen active in the 80s, too? Yeah, they were number one on this list I just saw for best 80s bands. <laughs> yeah, according to Bohemian Rhapsody, Freddie Mercury got AIDS <laughs> right at the beginning of the 80s and then recorded all of his greatest hits. <laughs> he powered Guys, through. I've, I've, got him. I've got it. All right, Vision Quest. Got what? What? That's what he yeah, says. What That's what he says to his band. Oh, I thought you were like having oh. this like awesome thought. Like, guys. <laughs> no, no. Yeah, I thought, like, yeah, I thought you were like, going to throw it down. Everybody's like, oh, shit, you're right. Nope. Okay. Well. No, I'm just doing my Freddie Mercury <laughs> from the movie. There's so many. Smooth transition, Brett. Yeah. Super smooth. Smooth criminal. <laughs> Vision Quest. <laughs> just start screaming the name of the movie. <laughs> oh, there are so many one-hit wonders in the 80s. But, I mean, if I just had to pick an album, I mean, it's cheap of me, but I think Number of the Beast by Iron Maiden is my favorite 80s album of all time. Mm. That's just me. But let's take a deep dive into the reason why we're here, into Vision Quest. We have Matthew Modine playing Loudon Swain. Pap, what kind of guy is Loudon? Especially with a name like that. It's not like his name is Jerry Lewis. It's a pretty odd name. Yeah, Loudon Swain to me seems kind of like, I don't know, a very upstanding fellow. Almost like a like a Mormon guy. Like, I don't know, he's very... He, he's very focused he's on what he's doing. He's not very Mormon later on. No, definitely not. And he talks <laughs> about he? how he drank some... <laughs> yeah, it's true. But, uh, I mean, he, he seems to be very focused on what he's doing. He, he's a second-year wrestler. He was a, an outstanding athlete his first year. He's also extremely intelligent. He wants to be a space doctor. Um, and kind of, for him, wrestling is a means to an end for getting into college. And so it's, it's his sole focus in life, basically. Yeah, so we start off with Loudon Swain, and we start with the wrestling practice in Spokane, (laughs) Washington High School. I think it's Thompson High. And this is a pretty realistic scene of what wrestling looks like, besides for the coach wearing a singlet. Pap, I don't remember ever seeing that, did you? (laughs) (laughs) No, uh, you and I were actually wrestling partners all throughout 7th and 8th grade. We were wrestling partners, and it was the best. I wrestled 115 and 125. In seventh and eighth grade. Yes, and what was I? One twenty-five and one thirty. I yeah. think so. Yeah, it was awesome. I wrestled one sixty-eight. Did you really? No big deal, though. Did you really? No. Oh, Josh! <laughs> I, was, I know nothing about wrestling. Josh, you would have been a monster. <laughs> God, Josh beat you shoot back in the day. Basically, built exactly like Loudon Swain. 
You, uh, Josh, you, if you got ripped, you'd be just like this guy. I was gonna say, Josh, you kind of look like Matthew Modine in this movie. Like, he doesn't look like a wrestler. Like he's got long limbs. Like those are the scary wrestlers, though. The I long guess okay. he looks more like a swimmer or a basketball player. Yeah, he's got great balance, though. So he's a great wrestler. It's the most important thing. I did see Josh fall off of a roof this past weekend, so I don't know about his balance. Whoa, don't tax me. <laughs> Whoa, I didn't know that. You, you kind of like tipped off of a roof and it's into a true. pool. You, you happen to land in the pool. <laughs> There's a mischaracterization <laughs> at best. <laughs> Had a lot of fun this weekend, though. It was a lot of fun. Well, Inspector Josh, what does Loudon do to cause um, kind of a controversy in the room right when this movie starts? So, okay, like I said, I don't know much about wrestling, wrestling. but they explain it pretty well. So <laughs> there's only a certain amount of spots for varsity, like any sport, and each weight class has one It's very Highlander. Wrestler. There can only be one. It's so the like, thing yeah. in the world. Yeah, I think Modine is 188, 90, which bro. is like trial by combat. 190. So it's like a fine weight, and he's good, and he almost won state. I think they said he got like third place last quarter, he year. He said quarterfinals. Quarterfinals, first year of wrestling. Yeah. But then all of a sudden, he gets this burr up his ass that he has to be in the 168 group because <laughs> there's like a certain dude from another high school shoot! that he shoot. He must fight shoot, <laughs> and I, I don't fight. know if you ever really get like. Is it just like a thing he wants to fight the baddest dude? I think it's because shoot like never lost like a match in high school. And I think like Loudon, who I think he's one of those guys where he gets like a, like you said a burp of ass up his ass to do something, and when he does it, he's going to be the absolute best at it. That's probably like why well, he, he says it right at the beginning of the movie. He said, "This is the I'm going to make my mark this year." Yeah, so he could have. That's why he does he it. He could have won state at 190, but I think he would have felt like empty because like there was another like batter dude on the block in 168 and shoot. And I think that's like why he really wanted to go after him. My name's Loudon. Loudon Swain. Last week I turned 18. I wasn't ready for it. I haven't done anything yet. So I made this deal with myself. This is the year I make my mark. All right, fellas. It should be clear to all of us that we've got the makings of a championship squad this year. As most of you know, once a week we have wrestle-offs for varsity position. Now, for you new fellows who just joined us, let me tell you, it's the fairest thing in the world. Any man who can beat the number one man at his weight class gets to wrestle varsity at that position. But to Josh's point, like, if the whole... He needs to get to college. Like, that's his whole thing. Like, he's, he sees yeah. his dad lose his job. Like, and this is the time before you could just take out $100,000 in student loans and then get Bernie Sanders to take care of it for you. But... Like, tell your loans. This is, uh, I mean, so like, if, if his means to an end, I think if he won state in Washington, which is not a small state, as a second year wrestler, that should be good enough to get a scholarship to go pre med. Like, he's being kind of a tool, even to the detriment of the team. Yeah, I was going to mention that because it'd be better for the team, not only chemistry, because he's like pissing these dudes Especially off. Especially his best friend. The, yeah, and yeah. he's like, hey, I'm, uh, I didn't tell you guys this, but I'm going to knock you out of your weight class. So it kind of leaves his other teammates scrambling. Plus, just like, it's not the best for his team because I don't, I don't get the scoring completely, but I think you get as many points for winning the 190 as you do the 168, right? In a match. Mm-hmm. 
You just have more good guys spread out amongst the weight classes to win more matches, so, I guess. So, Pat, I can't remember. Was it three points if you won by by points and six if you won by a pin? Oh, God. I think well, so. He got, yeah. he got six points. In a, it was definitely six points when he got a pin yeah. in one of the wrestling meets. Mm. But but later on, because he's cutting so much weight, which is a big theme in the movie, and Matthew Modine's a really skinny dude in this movie already, but he gets up getting like these nosebleeds and he gets DQ'd and costs his team a match. Not to jump too far ahead, but like he literally is hurting the team on this like ridiculous vision quest that he's yeah, got. Yeah, it's on. like Loudon's already a weird dude. And then he's like I'm going to drop 22 pounds when I'm already pretty thick and built and go after the baddest dude in the state just because. And his best friend, Cooch, and Pappy, with a guy with some Native American blood in you, what did you think of Cooch? Well, first of all, I have more Native American blood in me than Cooch does, as it turns out. Cooch is kind of like J-Rock from (laughs) Trailer Park Boys, where he thinks he's like, of a different race and has to come to the realization later that his life's been a lie. Well, um, I think but, he's just trying to find, like, identify with somebody because his parent, his home life sucks really bad. Well, I'll say this too is like, it, th- I mean, there are some some things in this movie that that I don't think hold up to a 2019 microscope. But when when Cooch, the quote unquote native guy, was wearing feathers in his hair, I was kind of like, okay. But then when you find out that it's more of like him, like to your point, Brett, trying to find his identity, it's like, oh, okay, you probably would do that in the 80s. That kind of makes sense. I also like his character because I think a weaker movie, he would have just been like an asshole throughout yeah. the whole movie, kind of a villain. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but he's. They become pretty good friends, and like he's definitely not a pristine character or anything, and he's kind of an asshole at times. But I don't know. I really like their friendship, Me too. actually, in this movie. That was his best friend, right? He definitely does not know how to ride that motorcycle. He's also a terrible <laughs> actor. <laughs> winging it. <laughs> right, you leave Jake Ryan alone. Be- I love them. He's my I- favorite character. Well, okay, one of my favorite 30 characters, but he's a bad actor. Stevie, I was under the impression they became friends during the course of this film. Yeah, that's kind of what it, that's kind of what I thought, but they were like got so close. I thought maybe they were friends. Yeah, because it it did seem like they were strangers after, um, after Matthew Modine Loudon was leaving his hotel yeah. job, and Brett <laughs> Loudon's always looking for the upper edge when it comes to exercise and dropping weight. Oh, and he. yeah, he's like, there's a me too moment here where um, he's a. A uh, room service delivery boy at a, this really yeah. nice hotel, and he walks in on a guy doing tai chi. And what all unfolds here? It's real awkward. Well, he is again, like you said, he's always looking for something to help himself. He lets it be known that he can't sleep really, and the guy's like, "Oh, let me show you." And uh, I said, Brittany made a joke about killing him, and then she said, "Or he's going to try to bang him." And like he comes up, he comes up behind him, and he like rubs his leg, and Loudon like reacts. I mean, somewhat respectful. Like he, I don't know. He just I think like, he Whoa, grabbed no. full third leg. Yeah, yeah I well, think he grabbed his nuts. Yeah. I actually, I turned away and I said, "Did he just grab him?" He said, "Yeah, I grabbed." So I, I missed it a little bit, but, but he yeah. runs out of the room and starts doing push-ups. That's his while reaction. watching yeah, the room to make sure he's not being followed. I'm a man. I'm a man. I'm a man. I'm a man. Whoa, what is that reaction? <laughs> he's trying to exercise Getting the, the horn away. Doing, I thought he was doing push-ups. But then, like uh, you know, the guy's like, "You want to come up after your shift?" And he's like, "No, I don't." So you know, that's 
how that scene ends. I don't hate the scene from like a Me Too perspective or whatever. Like, I don't think it's incredibly offensive, but this scene seems worthless to me. Of all the scenes in the movie, I can't think of a reason why this is, is it a, in it. A way for a little exposition to talk about how he can't sleep and he's so wired all the time. He's so live wired. It's so early in the movie, though. It feels like just straight comic relief, and it comes so early. Like, That's true. I looked at I looked at my now fiance. I'm gonna drop that in the podcast. And when I was like, "What the fuck was that scene? That was so weird." <laughs> and I guess I if, if they wanted to show that he couldn't sleep, it would have taken like a eight second scene where he's like rolling around in bed. I mean, and then he wakes up. So and then he gets up for school. He talks about it later. He can't sleep because his boners. Mm-hmm. It's already <laughs> I think it's though. Like, there's only two themes in this movie. One is wrestling; the other sex. is sex. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And he's obviously feeling some sort of way because he's doing an intense amount of push-ups before he's hopping onto that elevator, which is a weird reaction. I don't know. I think he's kind of by in this movie, honestly. And I think this is like the first movie I've ever seen anything like that, where they kind of discuss this guy's sexuality because he makes some points about uh. The black teacher, too, was like, I'd date that guy if I was a girl. <laughs> and not to jump too far ahead, too, like, when when he's with uh, his lady, uh, who comes in later in the movie, and they're, and they're visiting his grandpa, he's he's very concerned that being a virgin makes him seem, to use his word, queer. Uh, and that's, you know, I think he's kind of afraid of maybe embracing that side of him. That's a really good point, Mikey. To bring up his lady friend, Pap, how do we meet the lady friend, played by Linda Fiorentino? The she's what who is she in Men in Black? She's like the uh she becomes the recruit. Mortuary. Yeah. The morgue lady. Yeah. 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 But so she's she's really attractive and she's twenty one and Matthew Modine's eighteen and, and I guess like she had bought some kind of like lemon junk car from a dealership that his dad, Matthew Modine's dad, works at, and Matthew Modine's dad punched out the salesman who sold her the car. Is that kind of what happened? I had a hard time kind of following that whole exchange. I had a hard time following that too. Yeah. You kind of jump in at the end of the whole scuffle, but the dad has already punched the salesman or something and she's pissed and walking away from the situation. And Matthew Modine gets the uh, the idea after he takes her to buy a cheeseburger <laughs> that, hey, she should come live with us. <laughs> yeah. Dad, please. It'd be nice having her around. Total stranger. I'll get another job. Don't worry. No, it's, it's not that. It's it's her. She uh, she doesn't have any transportation or any place to stay or anything. And I was wondering, maybe we could ask her to stay with us. You know, just tell you fix the car or whatever. I'll say I'll say this though. This is total like teenage boy wish fulfillment, right? Like this is a fantasy. Yeah. It's this is like yeah the the kind of thing that could never actually happen. But like you meet this beautiful woman who your dad rescued, and then she comes to live with you. It's, it's just so ridiculous. <laughs> well, one thing, the dad is like 80 years old. He's way too old to be the dad to Loudon. That's why the wife well, the other thing is, <laughs> The other thing why is Why you Loudon gotta talk like, about it? You're proud of it? Loudon already looks 35 <laughs> years old in this movie. <laughs> so it's like, uh, can this young lady move in with this 35-year-old man and her his 80-year-old dad? First of all, the only thing about this movie that I didn't like is it didn't have enough Ronnie Cox. I love Ronnie Cox. That's the dad. And he's probably not as old as Two he movie looks. Club. Two movie club? Robocop? He's in Robocop. Yep. He's a bad we guy. We also get the scene where she she's kind of like in a wife beater with like no bra or something. It's the first and time she's you like, see her. <laughs> she's telling like this crowd of dudes did you get a good 
look. Like she is feisty <laughs> from the very yeah. start. Yeah, she's a very stereotypical girl from across the tracks or whatever, like eighties. There's another weird line too, exploring Matthew Modine's sexuality Just a small in this town, film. girl. <laughs> where, where he's like. <laughs> She has all the parts of a woman that I love and all the parts of a man that I love or something yeah. like that. Yeah. He does say like, that. Is he bi? Very interesting line. No, I think that's more of a... I don't want to say that. Um, oh. The movie's better if he's bi. I'll put it that I don't way. Think, I never got that <laughs> at all, but... I think it's just like guys like to hang out with other guys, but they also like girls. I mean, I've heard guys say... Do you think because like, she acts like a dude but has the parts of a woman it made it okay? Yes, that's exactly what I think... He's talking about. Okay. Probably. That makes more sense then, I guess. But Mikey, Loudon is really trying to cut weight here, and it's really taking an effect on his life. What's going down? Um, He's not eating anything. I don't think we ever see him eat anything. He, like, drinks some water and stuff, but... 600 calories a day, which is crazy. Oh, it's yeah. terrible. And then he's wearing uh, this disgusting... Uh, space suit track suit yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that uh just seals in all the flavor uh <laughs> so he's just sweating constantly <laughs> it's better than the trash bags i've seen actual wrestlers wear yeah for sure yeah um and then he's yeah working out and running to and from work and home constantly and uh he's just trying to drop those pounds man and then he's uh also uh like we said bleeding from his nose a lot now I was saying he's just low on nutrients or something. He's dying, basically. <laughs> <laughs> Early in the movie, he you do see him like working out a little more, but I feel like it gets to the point where it's just shown through him not eating while other people are eating. And bleeding. Yeah. But is there any truth to that whole nosebleed thing? Does anybody know science hold up? <sighs> he's scientist Steve. Uh, I've never Yeah, I I mean I didn't know that was a thing. He, he, he says like ni- iron he def- nitrogen. I thought iron, said iron yeah, deficiency. Iron, yeah. I mean, that, Low that, iron. Yeah. That gives you boners for life. Kind of makes sense to me, so. Yeah, but I kind of wanted to bring this up. Brett, you said your wife did not care for this movie because it was unrealistic and cheesy, right? Among other things, yeah. <laughs> was was <laughs> Hotel Cook Elmo not one of the best characters in this movie because of how realistic he was? No, I liked him. He looks like a guy who tried to keep a front for this guy, but he seemed a little beat down and you really get that. That's like a, some people might think that scene where he's talking about Pela, not to jump we'll too far ahead, but that's so, it's such a good scene. Like it shows him that he feels kind of like he wasted his life and he like gets super pumped that other people are out there and he can do that. So yeah, no, he was cool. He was a cool character. The only thing I'll say about Elmo is there's no way that cigarette smoking hotel oh, kitchen working dude no can like, take down Matthew Modine in an arm wrestling <laughs> contest or even make it that close as it is. Like, that's just so ridiculous. I feel like he was letting him stick around, but who knows? Maybe. Who knows? Stick around. But Matthew Modine's fainting at school. He's writing papers about the clitoris for some odd reason. I feel like they really hop around with his personality. It's like, I want to be a doctor. Well, I want to be an OBGYN. Well, I'm going to be a reporter. I'm going to write about the clitoris. Like, why were they doing that? Well, wait, Steve, Stevie, do you remember why he wanted to be an OBGYN? Yes. Why, Pap? Go ahead, Brett. He wanted to, like, look in there and find out what women have that, what was it, like, 
hold power over men or him or something. <laughs> something ridiculous. He wanted to solve his mommy issues by looking at other women's <laughs> vaginas for a living. Yeah. Yeah. Loudon's got to work through some things. Yeah. He really does. Being OBGYN is probably not the best route. I haven't proud of it. I haven't heard the cl- word <laughs> yeah. clitoris that many times since that one South Park episode. Oh, it was yeah. like ridiculous in this movie. The clitoris, clitoris, clitoris. Remember Josh superimposed in the back with his. Oh, it was great editing by Pap. Clitoris, clitoris. When, uh, when his dad comes down in the basement and is like, "Son, you're going to be late for uh, school. What are you working on there?" The clitoris. Uh, just still uh, writing this paper about the clitoris. <laughs> and he's like, uh, "Oh, good lord!" It's just like the penis, pa. <laughs> <laughs> Aren't you going to be late for school, son? I'm working on my article for the school paper. What part of the body are you taking on this time? Clitoris. It's kind of a female thing, isn't it? Yeah, but it's homologous with a male penis. Ooh, another bi clue. Ooh, <laughs> very much so. <laughs> I like it. Speaking of doing work, though. Uh, Loudon's coach is really frustrated with him that he's feigning. He doesn't think it's healthy. He thinks he's losing, losing more muscle mass than he actually is. That's actually healthy. And he's, you know, too low a body fat. Josh, what does he do to prove everyone wrong that he can wrestle at 168, even though it has nothing to do with wrestling? I love that scene. Mulan. Dude, straight Mulan. Mulan, Mulan went real vision <laughs> quest. We had these pegs at Concord High School back in the day, but he walks out in the middle of practice after getting this talking to by his coach. And he does like the pegs where you have to like, uh, it's kind of like a pull up and move them in these pegs up and up and up. Your legs are just hanging and like the whole group comes around him and like the whole team is cheering him on. And it's so funny because like he completes it and jumps down and the coach is literally like, you can do whatever you want now. (laughs) (laughs) I love Otto's reaction. Like he's super mad. He so went like, from the enemy to goes, his friend. He's like, you go for it, babe. <laughs> go for it, babe. <laughs> Is he by? <laughs> no, I just, I just love how pumped he got all of a sudden. Like he, that, when Otto turned good, I was like, I love that. I was listening to an interview with Matthew Modine, and he's like, yeah, so the first time I went to do that, I had so much adrenaline, I literally shot up the pegboard, and it was the easiest thing in the world. So apparently, the director made him do it five times, and like the fifth take is what we see with him struggling to get up the pegboard, because mm-hmm. it really wasn't that hard <laughs> for him to do at that point. Yeah, it's uh, doing pull-ups would be harder than climbing up that thing, I guess. I mean, I don't know, I don't that know. seems pretty hard, but... It does seem tough, but not for Peak Modine no. in the eighties. Is this a good it's chance a cool scene, though. to bring up just kind of like the sets too? Because as that reminded me of Concord High School, so did a lot of the scoreboards. And granted, mine was a lot in the context of basketball, but the way the crowds are situated and it looks like they shot in real high school gyms, and mm-hmm. that brought a lot of nostalgia to me. A lot of wood. Not only that, Josh, like. I mean, you you shoot stuff for a living. Uh, did you appreciate like there's a lot of like sh- really short scenes where they like they'll go to shoots high school for like one shot to see him like carrying a, a log of the thing like so glorious. I love that. Yeah, <laughs> it didn't seem very efficient from a filmmaking perspective, but it's it's pretty brave. When Josh and I were in high school, like they had, we had kids that like put chalk up on like the scoreboard. That's like because we didn't have electricity back then. 
Old there was time a man living inside the scoreboard that was annually. That would it was scratch, like Wrigley Field in there. That would scratch the the score into the ground with his hooves. <laughs> they would just slap this goat on the hieroglyph- ass. Hieroglyphs. <laughs> a goat would uh, chew a pattern in the grass of the score. Hey there, Hello, throw the ball. <laughs> Take all day. Those are better times. <laughs> There is kind of like this weird B story in this movie, though, that it's like this weird triangle they try to push between Loudon, yes. his English teacher, and uh, Linda Florentino. Mikey, what's up with that? Uh, Well, it's a love triangle because everybody's buying this movie. <laughs> Ooh. Loudon is in love with his... Carla, the girl who's living in his house, and he's also in love with his English teacher. He respects him so much. He thinks he's the coolest guy. And uh, he happens to see uh, Carla and his teacher. Tannerin. Tannerin at a fancy dinner. Yeah, at a restaurant or a hotel, like having a drink. And it looks like they're on a date. Maybe they might have hooked up, but... uh, Matthew Modine is pretty pissed, and he uh, <laughs> runs away, and uh, then he kind of is passive-aggressive towards uh, these two people in his life. More so than that, the most, what Pappy says, out-of-place scene in the entire movie, mm. he's real mad at Carla at this point. Can't think straight, can't eat, Ooh. hormones are in haywire. Yeah. What goes down, Pap? Why me? Because uh, we talked about it earlier. Yeah, he... After all that goes down, Carla's like waiting for him in his now basement lair of a bedroom, his pap den, if you will. And <laughs> um, he kind of, man, I I don't want to use the R word because I don't think it was actually that. It felt to me more like a horned up teenager trying to make a, an aggressive move and she rejects it. But that is not something you'll see in a movie Anytime from 2019 on ever again. It's light sexual battery. <laughs> Jeez, Brett. Man, yeah, I don't it was know. not good. It's, it was yeah. of its time. He freaks out and edges the line between kind yeah. of grabbing her and being violent, but she actually gets a shot in on his face. She hits him. He does. Like, he, he like completely lost it. Like, that's, I think that's kind of how they explain it away. Like, I mean, it's very out of character for him. Obviously, he's also calorie-deprived. Calorie deprived, deprived. Yeah, I mean, I think they... I mean, obviously, it's not, it's not right. It's not right, but, you know, mm-hmm. I think they explain in a way that he's not, like, a right mind. The fact that she forgives him, like, so quickly... Instantly. Well, he does yeah. scream at her as she's leaving. I'm sorry, okay? <laughs> it's all forgiven. <laughs> sorry, okay? I don't understand why Carla doesn't get this dude some lotion and be like, dude. Take care of that. You don't have to live with a boner and ejaculate in your sleep. Yeah, he has nocturnal emissions all the time. It's like, does this dude not just jerk off? <laughs> <laughs> no. He's an athlete. He's, He's a scholar weight. athlete. 200 calories He's a pop. <laughs> Pat, you know he's a scholar athlete Mormon? You know they don't do that. Yeah. Well, after this scene, things are kind of falling apart. Matthew Modine Loudon goes to uh, Cooch's house where Eesh. he sees him getting slapped around by his alcoholic dad. And 
<laughs> it's a pretty sad scene. He was like, you're worthless. And Cooch is like, I know, Pa. <laughs> oh, God. I say this is a great scene, though. Like, it adds it's so much sad. depth to, to Cooch's character, but it makes so much sense. Like, the movie doesn't really I slap. like the time where we spend, like, learning about the teammates. I think that's, like, good, good use of time capital in this movie. Also, like, why is Matthew Modine never with the team? I always feel like the team's, like, always together, and he's always running in late to, like, join the bus or come in the locker rooms. He's a terrible teammate. Awful <laughs> teammate. Terrible teammate, but Matthew Modine sees Cooch getting slapped around. That's when he was like, I'm not a native. And Matthew Modine kind of gives us look like, yeah, we know. But <laughs> <laughs> Well, he also, Matthew Modine's olive branch is like, hey, you might get beat by your dad, but... I got caught sniffing panties, so we're equal. <laughs> or my mom left my dad years ago. J-Rock's mom's like, well, well, I slept with lots of black guys back in the day. And then J-Rock smiles all big. I love J-Rock. <laughs> deep Trailer Park Boys reference. Can't understand what you're saying. <laughs> Not saying? But, um, so Loudon gets to the really first match we've seen in this movie competitive with him. And it's more than an hour into the film, and that's when he has to forfeit because nosebleeds keep just keep popping up because he's unhealthy as fuck, <laughs> and his coach pulls him. <laughs> and they lose, like I said earlier, they lose the whole match because, because he's the last one to go. Yeah, and also, Pap, you and I both both know he would not be the last to go. Well, I think in high school it's randomly drawn, but even still, it's a huge coincidence that the you know every time, yeah. Is it yeah. possible the so, rules are different in Spokane and maybe like the 168 weight class is on a pedestal or something? I, don't know. I mean, are you saying that the rules are different in high school wrestling than they were in my junior high wrestling experience? <laughs> Very possible. Very possible. <laughs> it just as someone who doesn't know wrestling, that's just how I interpreted the lore of this movie. Like the 168 is the badass class, so they would go last, but... Uh, yeah, I, I mean... Like, especially, like, nowadays, I think, like, when you get in between, like, 165 and, like, 190, that's where, like, all the badass dudes wrestle. And it's certainly the most competitive, so I could definitely see that. Well, can we say this about Shoot? There, he is not 168. There's no fucking well, unless way. He's short, unless he's short, because he is well, jacked. Yeah, unless he's very small. Pap, you know this, though. There are those guys that, like, fit their weight class really well, and then there's those guys that don't like Matthew Modine. It's like... If shoot was 168, he is all muscle 168. Yeah. There's that shot where he's carrying the log up the stadium stairs, and you can only see him from the torso up. And he's I, an easy like, 205. I'm like, I'm seeing 168 pounds of flesh just from his torso up, not <laughs> counting his legs. He like, there's no fucking thighs. way he's his 168. His arms are bigger than my head. That guy's huge. Yeah, he, he was has a monster. little no tiny wiener, though. Makes up a lot of poundage there. <laughs> no, he's not, because when they show him in a singlet, he's all dick. <laughs> pronounced pouch, Josh. He's legit pronounced pouch. He's literally a dick in a singlet with two huge arms. <laughs> like, back in the wrestling days, there was those dudes where you're like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> anyway, yeah, so Loudon is a terrible uh, teammate. And this is the part that, this is the one line that threw me. This is when um, Loudon's life is still falling apart. And his dad is like, you should take a break and go see your grandpa out in the country. And so this is thing where, I want to do, dad. 
Yeah, Dad. <laughs> this is where Loudon tries putting the mood, like just like speaking like a moron in front of Carla, and it's the weirdest thing in the world. Josh, you know what part I'm talking about? Where there's a line where it's Eesh. like they really should go into more depth. Where like were cops involved? But is this like a tragedy in Spokane? You know what part I'm talking about? Well, to rewind for a second before we get to there, I love how the dad is like, "You go check on." my dad, your grandpa, because I'm too busy with this one job interview. <laughs> Meanwhile, his kid is like traveling around the state tournament in school, pulling a job on the side. Bro. That, bad dad. But anyway, going back to your question. <laughs> yeah, where did Loudon get his work ethic? Where? <laughs> what? <laughs> that was mom. all his mom. What are you talking about? <laughs> okay. Yeah, there's this scene Ooh. where Loudon's like, bang, bang. do you know what I'm talking bang, about, bang. Josh? Yeah. It, it should have been the tragedy of Spokane. <laughs> Did he say the sister? Okay, I'll okay, I'll set it up, I guess. But yeah, uh, he was telling Carla how he's a virgin, being all vulnerable. And he's like, I had a chance to get laid, you know. And you think he's going to say, like, this girl was coming on to him, but he just wasn't feeling it. No, it's that Five of them in eighth grade were taking turns with one of the eighth graders' sisters. Oh my god. Super sad and messed up. And I couldn't tell if he said she was or wasn't crazy about it. And I think he said she was. I think feeling. she was I think it was probably she, her she idea. She was crazy about it, but like How does Carla not say, okay, shut up and take me home? <laughs> I don't want to hear this. <laughs> This awful story? Why are you saying this? <laughs> was Cooch there? Like, what was going on? Like, it was... Let's, that's okay. such a dark line. It is a dark line, but let's give the film the benefit of the doubt. Let's say the filmmaker knew that was a fucked up thing to have in the movie. And is it, Stevie, for you, does that kind of explain, like, his fucked up sense of, like, sexuality? Of you know what, what I mean? like, sex is? That would be really messed up. That would, re- that would really affect a person, I think. That... Would probably dig deeper into his background. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, I, I get what you're saying with that, Pap. It does kind of fit the context of the film. It's just a very messed up line to throw in there and never revisit again. True. Yeah. Yeah, Carla's appropriate reaction should have been like calling up a therapist, probably. Yeah. <laughs> you need to talk to someone. This is Dr. Uh, I've so only and known so. you for four days, and uh, no, it was a mistake to stay in your house. I need <laughs> oh to get out of your house. <laughs> Sorry, okay? Yeah, so they get to his grandpa's, and his grandpa's, I mean, a real... It's a South Bend Shovel Slayer, man. Oh, yeah. Okay, was that <laughs> the dude from Home yes, Alone? Yes, it is. <laughs> it's a dude from Home oh. Alone. I was looking at him, and I was like, that's got to be him. That's got to be him. I'm so glad you said that, Brett. Yep. So, oh, were you going to say Brett? No, I I was just saying, yeah, I, I looked at it, I go, that's the guy from Home Alone, isn't it? I mean, I haven't seen Home Alone in a while, but... The voice sounded the same. He's about five years younger, so it's kind of hard to tell. But This is when Loudon is like, Grandpa, come back, live with us. And he's like, you city folks, stay where you are. I got my guns and my freedom. No government will take that away. <laughs> I'm staunch, staunch, staunch. <laughs> where are they at? They're in Washington. Washington. They're in is Washington. He like across the border in Canada. <laughs> where is there's, he at? there's not a lot of staunch places around that area, so I don't know where he was. <laughs> this is a weird way for the movie to try to just dis- like explain why Loudon is like he is. It's because his grandpa is really like hard willed. 
Yeah, I think that's mm-hmm. what they're getting at. Like his, where yeah. did his dad get his work ethic? They say his dad. His dad says that he takes after his grandpa. Yep. But yeah, it's a really weird. Ex- it's it's pretty much just so they can have sex, right? Stevie, is that the whole reason they go out to but the woods? Where do they stop the first time? Okay, so it's a really weird transition because so like they're walking out in like the prairie woods, lake, you know, staunch town, wherever that is, <laughs> and <laughs> they start. USA. They start making out, and there's this immediate, like, fade, like, quick transition into the car, into the truck, and he's eating pizza, and Loudon's like, you know, they're right, it does make you hungrier. And you're like, okay, but what happened? Does, like, kissing make you hungry? That's what, like, Brittany said, did they do it? Did it go down? done it. No, they didn't. Oh, hell yeah, Yes, they did, because then he said, he he goes, that's pretty good good at that, right? Yeah. And she laughs in his face. I think it was so. I think it was some over the jeans stuff. I think they man. did it for sure. They definitely so, PNV. I don't know dog. where. Like, where were they? Where though? In Papa's house they, with all the guns. I think we're getting two scenes conflated in the here. The pickup, baby. There's a night where they're on their way to Grandpa's, right. but where and they, they camp out. Okay, they're just camping mm-hmm. out. Okay, that's they just camp out. And that's when they do yeah. not do anything. They're they like kind of mad. That's at when they right. have that talk. Yeah, yeah. No, they definitely do. Where it. she should have left. No, not they do it at the camp. On the way back, no, on, on the, the way, way back. back, there's a shot where they're like in a field or something, and they're talking, and then they like go down in the in the weeds. Exactly. And literally the next like smash cut to them in the truck, and we're supposed to assume I think that they. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. you're right, things. you're right, you're right. Then why was it so climactic when they go like Top Gun like sex scene? Because they wanted to do it again. I thought that was the first one. I don't think so. I'm pretty sure because he said he says all the the hints like. Oh, I guess it does make you hungry, and that was pretty good, wasn't I, or whatever? And she like loves it, and they're like, like their sexual chemistry, like their sexual energy is all gone. Like their like their dynamic pre- is changed. It's pretty point break at this point. Yeah, it's pretty Swayze Reeves like chemistry full blown at this point, and they have sex again. And I thought that was the first one, so I totally misread that scene. So what's what in your guys' mind is the turning point for her to start liking him? Because early in the movie, she describes him as a stepbrother. She's clearly older and wizened. She doesn't buy into the high school sports stuff like a college-age person wouldn't. Like, what happens here? Is it just that he's vulnerable and tells her about that night in eighth grade? That was my only guess. I think she just... I don't know. I think she liked him the whole time. I just... Maybe not the whole time. I think time. she saw a stressed out young man that just needed some some release in his life. What were you thinking, Mikey? I don't know. <laughs> I was going to make a joke. <laughs> like, once she saw the grandpa, she's like, oh, this guy could age pretty well. Yeah. He'll <laughs> jump his bones now. <laughs> <laughs> yep. She started to kind of, I don't know. She watched this first wrestling match that you just talked about, Stevie, which kind of reminded me of like Fast and Furious. Like, the girl just likes the dude who wins. Yeah, I guess. But anyway, you can continue on the plot. I'm sorry. I think uh, she's liked him the whole time, but also he's a kid in high school, so she's like, I'm not gonna fuck around with this kid in high school. Maybe she was asking the English teacher, you know, what'll work on him. Huh. Yeah. To be fair, it's not a love story. They don't end up together. They just kind of bang and she leaves. Like she doesn't even necessarily like. Oh my god, it's him. beautiful. Yeah. yeah, this is it's like the perfect story. All things are lost, Fab. <laughs> what goes down post coitus? 
Because uh, he's ready to give up on the vision quest. Yeah, po- post-coitus, he's he's ready to retire from wrestling. He's like, okay, <laughs> I found my new passion. And, uh, Six. Fuck, fuck being a space doctor. Fuck being a wrestler. <laughs> I'm just going to have sex. Uh, but she... I, she kind of like doesn't want him to give up on his dreams and she makes him promise that no matter what he'll make the wait and show up and then she leaves him basically and he's totally broadsided by this right yeah he's you know really frantic about it he doesn't want to wrestle anymore and this is when he goes to um fry cook Elmo. uh, elmo's place one of the best parts of the whole movie, Brett, cue it up. Uh, so, like, he goes in there, and he's like, they said you didn't go into work. He's like, yeah, I got the night off. He's like, why? He's like... He lives at the hotel. Oh, because he... Pretty sweet hookup. And he's like... Pretty sweet I'm hookup. Going to your, I'm going to your wrestling match, and blah, blah, blah. He's trying to get him to be like, "What? why'd you do that? You're going to get in trouble. You need the money. And he's like, there's more important things than money. And then he launches into the story about how he's watching one of those uh, the Mexican channels or whatever he said. And he saw. Uh, Whoa, Brett! That's what he says. That's what he says. Yeah. All right, all right. Got, it, would, would Telemundo or Univision make you feel better? I don't. I don't know. If either one of those were around back Univision, then. Univision, I'll take it. Univision, I'll take but it. But he, uh, he's watching Pele play soccer, and he just was awed by everything he did. Um, and he said something like. He did a bicycle like kick. He started bawling because, yeah, bicycle kick. That's what I said to Brittany. I just did a bicycle kick. And just like it made him feel better that there were people out there like that, that that he couldn't believe that they were in the same species of, of people, you know? Mm-hmm. So For that little time, he like elevated everyone who watched him. Yeah. That's kind of what he's getting he at. He's like, there yeah. are people that are like just trying to get by in life like me. You know, and just for that one minute, I felt better. You know, yep. what I mean, he felt better because Pele did the bicycle kick and achieved greatness that he never would. It's unironically really beautiful. This scene, I, I don't know if I, if anybody else like feels that way, but I, I thought it was. I got a little teary eyed. Yeah, it's a good scene. I really I well, it's that. real. Sports are the most important of the least important things. <laughs> Everybody loves sports. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard that before. That's really good. Well said. I was. I love well, that it's money. true. Uh, I mean, just that I experienced that with that Liverpool win a couple months ago. It was insane. It's like uh, brings tears to your eyes. How, uh, yeah, we how crazy that that. Uh, that moment is. Uh, it's just everybody was going nuts. So yeah, it's everybody loves sports like that. It's crazy. Yeah, but it's cool that he's going to go see his own coworker to go compete in this. He's putting on a tie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's uh He's getting to go sit in a sweaty school gym. He's yeah, going yeah. a little all out. And he, he lives Josh, in a- were you going to say something? Uh, go go ahead, Pap. It's all good. I was going to say he lives in a total Pap den, and you know, a night <laughs> off of pay like really means a lot to someone who lives in, in conditions like that. But go ahead, Josh. The squalor den. Yeah. <laughs> I saw a lot of the movie Hoosiers, which is a favorite of mine in this movie, and almost kind of playing mm-hmm. like the Dennis Hopper character, kind of. Which came first? This Ooh. by like eight years. No. Okay. Wait, 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 wait. Hoosiers is first. I thought Hoosiers is nineteen eighty six. Oh, this is first right? then. So we saw Long a year. lot of Vision Quest in Hoosiers. Yeah, I mean I've seen Hoosiers like ten times. That's my first time with Vision Quest, but they're just a year mm. apart actually. So yeah, that's pretty crazy. That's, yeah. They had a lot of the same beats, which I wasn't 
like complaining about, but did you guys see that? Like the Dennis Hopper kind of character, like former athlete, kind of blew it without the alcoholism yeah. and storming the court. Yeah, it would have been mm-hmm. sad if Elmo like got on the mat and was like trying to punch you. <laughs> 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 Just little stuff like that, but yeah. So Loudon's really doubting it. Here comes way in time. Jake Ryan, also Cooch, really saves the day by picking kind of a fight with Shoot for winning by default because Loudon's not showing up. And that's when Loudon shows up and just gets buck naked. <laughs> and he's like, "I'm g- well, first he's over with clothes on. He's like, you're over, son. Let me recalibrate it. And that's when he just goes, all right, time to show pouch and all. <laughs> He like breathes out as hard as he can to get the air out I of his lungs. I love that line by Cooch when he's think like, light, think, "Think light, bro. Think light. <laughs> think light." <laughs> it's so awesome, and a lot of tidy whities in that scene. I doubt he re. I doubt he recalibrated it. It would take a lot longer than that, but he checked it. It was the only underwear available at the time back then. Low sperm counts. <laughs> Very low. If sperm he's over counts. by a couple pounds, will they give him a chance to like? Go into a stall and puke. Pick his boogers. They usually give you like an hour, but like I'm guessing because he's so late. I wasn't done saying all the things he could do to lose weight. Yep, good. (laughs) Take out his earwax, pick his boogers, jack off, (laughs) poop, pee, trim his hairs, cut his toenails, cut off one pound of flesh, bikini wax. (laughs) Okay, I'm done. I'm sorry. (laughs) Shave his head. Shave his gooch. Typically, we weighed in in the morning, if I remember correctly. Yeah. It was like right before school, we'd go and weigh uh-huh. in. But um, and the other team would be there too. No, or no, they'd weigh there. in at their own school, not junior high. Yeah, I'm just trying to remember things. But anyway, Loudon's making way. He's in the locker room again by himself because he's a terrible teammate. And that's when Carlos shows up, and. Gives him somewhat of a pep talk, I guess, and explains why she ran out. I don't know, but that kicks us into the best part whoa, of the whoa, 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 yeah. Hold on a second. I'm getting jacked her. Josh, it's late, man. I, I got work. I can't let Carlo breeze by like that, though. She's like, I didn't mean to hurt you by leaving you just like your mom did. Oof. Oops. Oh. Wow, Carla. That hurt me. Yeah, and Steve, you don't rush this podcast. It's our one chance to do vision quests. You it's have work true. plenty of days in your life. I'm getting up for this life. next scene, Stevie. I'll say this, though. Is this not irresponsible? You guys all play sports. If a, if a, your ex came to you in the locker room minutes before the biggest athletic contest of your life... No thanks. It would screw with me so no much. No thanks. That's so terrible. <laughs> it would and screw also, with me And also, she's been terribly. gone for like a day. It's not like she ran out. She's been gone like an afternoon. Yeah. <laughs> and she wasn't there when Loudon came home from school one day. <laughs> she didn't Her car broke down again. Had to stay in Spokane. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I'm glad you brought this brought that back to us, Josh. Thank you. Now I'm queuing up. Pap, best part of the whole mm-hmm. movie with Lunatic Fridge. What goes down? Lunatic Fridge. <laughs> oh man. Cue it up. Best part of the whole movie. It's uh, Josh mentioned Hoosiers, and there's one shot from Hoosiers, which I hope Josh picks one day, because I'm not going to pick it, because I, I hope he does, but there's one shot from Hoosiers where Gene Hackman goes, welcome to Indiana High School basketball, and he opens the door to the to the high school gymnasium, and you see all of, the, all of these little like 
seed guys like going crazy for Indiana high school basketball. This has like the equivalent of Washington State wrestling, I guess, where Matthew Modine's like jumping rope super fast, getting as warmed up as he possibly getting can. Warm. Like breaking a sweat, like getting ready. And then you hear, now at 168, so uh, awesome. Matthew Modine. And he comes running out. And it's just the way that the camera moves, it moves with him, like parallel it's as awesome. he's running. You see like his teammates all lined up. Cause like that's the way you would sit too in wrestling, like everyone in like kind of like these folding chairs. On the chairs, you, yeah. You see his team, you see his coach as the shot moves on. You see like this, this crowd of like people who are there like supporting him here for that match. It's. It gives me goosebumps, like legitimately a fantastic sports scene. It's awesome. Yeah, this soundtrack to this movie just absolutely wails. And I think it really was capped off with Red Riders, Lunatic Fringe. Lunatic or as Fringe! We know it. Lunatic Fringe! <laughs> but I mean, you have Journey, you honestly have a Don Henley, Madonna, Dio, Sammy Hagar. Oh, we didn't talk Foreigner. about Madonna. I Madonna mean, just shows up in a bar yeah. earlier in the movie. Crazy for you. <laughs> She's like a regular artist at the local Spokane bar in this movie. Working for tips. I feel like that was a thing like back in the 80s, though, where you could drink at bars as a high schooler. I don't know. I feel like it was way more accepted. Maybe. I'm just thinking, like, if you're if you're Tannehill, your teacher, he's like he's like chowing down on wings, drinking beer, and one of his students comes down and sits next to him at the bar. It's like that's got to be the worst thing in the world as a teacher. Hey, <laughs> young man. <laughs> yeah. hey, man, I'm trying to chill. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Leave me the fuck alone, for real. But here is the moment we all been waiting for, and this is just a regular high school match, right? This isn't state or anything. This is just a regular high school match with shoot. Right, that's what I was thinking the whole time. I go, I said to Brittany, I go, he's still going to have to, still gonna have to beat him in state. I appreciated it though. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't. Th- it's I not mean, about it's the most state. Important, exactly, it's the, the most important thing was just beating him. It's the friends we made along the way. I love Shoot as a villain too, because like he's kind of a cross between like a typical '80s like jacked up, super, you know, crazy yeah. mm-hmm. steroided guy but there's no way he's 168 but he also terminator he also kind of has like a high school kind of vulnerable awkward a little bit of that too definitely like, awkward. he's not just straight steroids he's also kind of a high schooler i love that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. well i love too he's not really a like you don't ever see him do anything wrong per se but it's like the rumors of him like steve like you said in a spoiler like he tried to fuck a fireplace or something <laughs> like his coach has to pull him off when he's biting people's throats. It's so after he high pins school. Him. That's exactly high school. Yeah, the rumors of this guy are like bigger than like he actually is. Yeah, and what kind of a wrestler is he, Pappy? Because uh, I feel like he he was kind of a villain during this match. He has like this illegal throw or slam, right? Slam or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you see you see Matthew Modine's head like pounce on the mat. And you're like Jesus Christ, <laughs> <laughs> that is not good for you. <laughs> Right, and like the whole time, like he slams him on the mat. And then he was he throwing elbows there. I like there was one time where he just threw a solid elbow and cold cocked him, and the ref didn't see it. Thought that was the first match where the guy did a uh, false start and elbowed him. Oh, and then he but he said, "Did he get uh, you?" And he goes, "No, he didn't even I touch me." Shoot, did it again? Possibly. I think shoot knocked him in the head. Shoot, I think shoot does like a legal cross face or something. I don't think shoot does anything illegal per se, but. 
But there is a a move that they're doing at the beginning where he where uh, Modine just shoots straight up and slams his face on the <laughs> ground like <laughs> consistently. <laughs> I don't know if that's a uh, move, an escape move, but uh, but it doesn't look like it's working in Modine's favor at all because he's taking a lot of blunt force straight to the face. Are you talking about when he's trying to roll? Well, it's like right at the very beginning. He's trying to shoot out from underneath shoe he's like trying to get out of there and he's just like going straight up and then slamming his face down on the ground yeah Every i think he's trying to do a roll because huh. I, I mean the thing, the thing i also like, appreciate about this movie was like there wasn't like anything super acrobatic about the wrestling they actually did show just like five percent of the movie it seemed pretty realistic i mean they could have like gone real body slams and stuff looks like everybody's taking these shots so they could have gone way over the top with it, which I'm happy they didn't. It's not really glorified, right? It's kind of mm-hmm. just gritty and... It's kind of meat and potatoes yeah. for wrestling. Yeah. Just another day on the mat. But Matthew Modine, Loudon Swain is down. And Josh, there's only 27 seconds left. Mm-hmm. And this normal high school meet, like Brett said, he's going to see shoot ag- he's gonna have to beat shoot again at state. What happens? If he survives. Yeah. If he doesn't get <laughs> paralyzed. Modine is... <laughs> You know, Carla's up on the balcony. His grandpa's in the audience. Elmo's there. He's got his bloody nose thing going on. Like, it's a medical timeout. 27 seconds left. It's a lot going on. He's down by several points. And his coach is like, which I do like the coach character throughout this, even if he wore a singlet (laughs) or something. But anyway, (laughs) the coach was like, like, listen, forget about your nose. Forget about everything. You just have to pin this guy. You can't, like, dick around anymore. So... It kind of sets the st- the scene, and I don't, I'll let somebody else take the I rest of the think fight. I was actually like calling out the points, like during it, and I don't. If I remember correctly, I have to watch it again. I don't think he needed to pin him at the end. Yeah, he did because uh, he got he got, th- yeah. he got three back points after getting the uh, takedown, a reversal, an escape, a takedown. That's three points, and he would have gotten three back points for having him down for five seconds. I just think he would he would have ended up winning by like two points. Now you get more points for a pin. Again, I have to watch it again, but you get three points for uh, uh, like a long. Uh, I used to call them back points, but so I, I'm just telling you, I don't think he needed the pin, but it's way better that he got it. He got you got a pin shoot. You got it. Actually, the team, the team might have needed the pin, so it could have been important. Stevie and Pappy as wrestlers, this last like set of moves he does to win is that we it? practiced that all. Day yeah. when we were in junior high, I'm pretty sure it's where our coach got it from. Well, what is it? Coach Did coach it benefit Forrest, you? Yeah, he hung <sighs> up. Jimmer, how coach Forrest Stevie hung up that Vision Quest poster in the weight room. You we have were, to watch it. <laughs> it's a big deal. Yeah. <laughs> That's an odd choice to suggest uh, for seventh and eighth graders. You have to watch yeah. this movie about clitorises soon. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I remember thinking, like, we were in junior high, it was like, oh, this movie's all about wrestling. And then you watch it, you're like, there's very little. Very little wrestling. Very little wrestling, which I still sex. appreciate. But luckily, Loudon Swain gets out of this predicament that he's in where he's down and, like Brett said, has to pin, shoot, and he ends up successful. He wins. He completes his vision quest. Would you guys have ended this any different way? I, I mean, like the... That's like the big knock on this movie. I guess the romantic, it, it in me, the romantic in me wanted them to like, her to like be waiting for him 
or for him to say that he took a, uh, a got a wrestling scholarship in San Francisco or, or Oakland or something, but it's probably ended the way it should have ended. But because, like you said, someone said earlier, they weren't really going to end up together. It was kind of like a vision quest to the clitoris, and um, <laughs> and that decent, and that just kind of like was his awakening, and then that's spoilers. Yeah. Roll credits. <laughs> I mean, CVD. Do you get anything out of the voiceover at the end? That's my only complaint, is that it ends with him being lifted up and there's like a voiceover saying, those were the most magical days of my life. It's about the friends we made along the way. You're probably yeah. wondering how I ended up in this situation. <laughs> <laughs> Record scratch. Just beating shoot and having sex with this beautiful woman who happened to be sleeping in my house. I think a lot about those six minutes of shoot and the time I spent with Carla that season. Cooch had it right. It was a vision quest. But all I ever settled for was that we're born to live and then to die, and we got to do it alone, each in his own way. And I guess that's why we ought to love those people who deserve it like there's no tomorrow. Because when you get right down to it, there isn't. No, I have no qualms with the... I have no qualms. If you're going to start on a, start on a narration, you might as well end on one, too. Why not? Go full circle. But do you guys have anything else to add? Well, he should have gotten with Margie. She was the hottest girl in the movie. And she was into him, so... His little friend? Yeah, the chick from Spaceballs. Yeah, she's cute. Only that point I have is Forrest Whitaker, Five Movie Club. Ah. Oh, there's a, a scene where Forrest Whitaker is taping up his wrists. He's just going real hard. And it's he's going to just tear off all the hair on his arm. He didn't put anything <laughs> under. It's just athletic tape on bare skin. You look like an idiot. <laughs> I don't know if that's how you're supposed to wrap it, but he's going to have a hell of a time taking it off. I Major League is like one of my favorite sports movies of all time, and I didn't even recognize that. The is Anybody see Major League? Yeah, of course. Uh, do you know Lou Brown is uh, Cooch's dad who's beating him up? Wait, what? I didn't know that. I'm looking at it right at it. James Gammon, Cooch's dad. I, and I, I love James Gammon. I feel, like I, I feel like I recognize him anywhere, but I didn't. God, I love Lou Brown. Okay, go ahead. I just I figured someone would find that interesting. I find that interesting. Such, That's such awesome. a small role for him, too. Well, now that we've gone into the plot of Vision Quest, and I feel like, do you guys have anything else to add besides Lou Brown? No. Oh, let's do it. Let's get into the moment you guys have all been waiting for, because there's only 27 seconds left. <laughs> let's kick it over to yes or no's. George, I will start with you. One of the things we didn't talk about that I liked was Madonna's repeated appearances. <laughs> uh, early horny Madonna is actually a really good summation for what this movie is about and mm-hmm. Loudon's mm-hmm. life. I This is so hard for this to come out of my mouth, but I think this is a freaking amazing movie. <laughs> I... this is a movie that transports you to a different time and place the good the bad and the ugly of it and i felt like i don't know i really learned something about spokane washington high school culture and as lame as that sounds like i feel like i was there for a little while in the 80s and uh I don't know about Peak Modine. Like, I don't think he's the strongest part. <laughs> I certainly don't think his Peak dialogue. Modine. I don't think his dialogue is the strongest part. But like, kids are like this when you're 18, and like Alex 
kind of been like this his whole life. But there's people like... <laughs> Whoa. Oh, Alex, I'll bleep that out. Name yeah, drop. That out. <laughs> <laughs> no, Jesus. This is honestly what people and dudes, I guess I can speak for myself, can be like when they're 18. Like, life is just crazy. You don't know what the heck you're doing. You're acting like an idiot most of the time. You're acting like a lunatic on the fringe. <laughs> a f- lunatic fridge. And lunatic I give this fridge. 10... Lunatic fridge! I give this movie 9 <laughs> lunatic fridges out of 10 lunatic <laughs> fridges. It's a huge yes. Awesome, this is not a big dumb movie. It's not how we rate things. <laughs> Podcast spoilers uh, on Instagram is lit, by the way. Yeah. I just want to say that in my answer now. Mikey, as another person who has seen this movie, I'll kick it to you before we had to watch it for this. Uh, yeah, I, I love this movie. Um, I think it has some of the best 80s music uh, in, uh, of an 80s movie uh, that it's we've watched so far. Album. Yeah. I love that uh that intro sequence when he's just uh running all throughout Washington and he's like running across a, across across a bridge and uh then it's just like vision quest and real 80s type font pops up. Uh I love everything about this movie. Um there's some yikes moments like we said which I totally forgot about but uh I think Loudon is kind of like such an interesting character and is like kind of learning a lot about himself and like especially like his sexuality which is like what you weren't exactly expecting from this movie in the first place you thought it was going to be just a wrestling movie but uh it's really not about that that's kind of like secondary to like his whole journey of him kind of what he considers like becoming a man is by having sex or whatever but it's just a real interesting coming of age movie and i like the 80s setting and the whole shoot as like this he's basically like a boss battle and like the only context we have of <laughs> shoot is like that scene of him boss battle working working out on the what in the bleachers or whatever just like a badass like it's so cool like that's how they set up uh that confrontation with uh shoot so mikey what about when he do walks of- what about when he walks into his bathroom and he's like you're a bleeder <laughs> Basically, you can't hold your mud. Oh can't yeah, hold can't your mud. <laughs> Sorry, Mike. Uh, I like all of it, so I give it a yes. Decent. Big old yes, dog. Prep. I actually I messaged Stevie today, and I said, I said Brittany hated this movie, and he's like, not possible. I go, but I loved it, man. <laughs> <laughs> not possible. <laughs> <laughs> she she was just she tuned out pretty early. She hated it and she said it's supposed to be a sexual awakening movie. There weren't even any boobs in it. So Whoa. Oh. You have Top Gun silhouette <laughs> love scene. Um but no, I I I really, really like this movie. I know Stop the Press is Brett liked the movie, but um Peak Modine. I actually thought his dialogue was better than anybody else's personally. I mean, he was dumb sometimes. Sometimes it was pretty crazy, but I thought all the stories, like the A story, the B story, the C story, were all really cool. The shoot thing was amazing. That it's you get three stars automatically just for that shot. I mean, guys, that shot is so amazing where he's just getting super pumped up. Lunatic Fringe is going on, and he busts through the doors, Mm -hmm. and it's just a raucous crowd. It's so, so good. I, I love this movie. Great soundtrack. Man, I, I'm just geeked up. I want to go wrestle somebody. 
<laughs> Pappy, I think it's just you. Yeah, and I don't think I've said this since the Armageddon episode, but it bears repeating, even though it might be obvious, that what happens in a movie and what a movie's about are two different things. What happens in this movie is Matthew Modine uh, goes and wrestles some guy who, who's two weight classes underneath him. But what this movie is about is about adolescence, sexual awakening, being a being a young man. And, and, I, and I'm not surprised that, like, you know, I, I watched this, like I said, with my fiance. She, she fell asleep. Brett watched this with his wife, and she didn't like it. Like, maybe it's kind of one of those things that you just had to experience, but it definitely is a very specific time in a young, you know, a young person's life, but particularly a young man's life and all, all of the, the hormones like going mm-hmm. through him. So the, the, the soundtrack is great. The wrestling, even though there's only like two real wrestling scenes are phenomenal. I, I love this movie. I'm so glad that we don't have to give it, you know, like an X out of 10 or an X out of a hundred, because I actually don't, you know, th- there are some even problems with it, mm-hmm. like even some technical problems, like even some editing problems that like some of the choices don't make sense, but, but it's a hard yes. And, and, and a full on Matthew Modine in singlet hard. Yes. Decent. I'm so happy you guys love this movie because I adore this movie. Like, it's just one of those movies that it honestly kind of like what you guys have been saying. It's a time capsule. It really takes you back mm-hmm. to a time and it's so of its time and I mean Matthew Modine's performance is great and like my favorite part there's two parts of this movie that get me jacked one is Elmo's speech and the lunatic fringe is one of my when he walks Mm -hmm. in is one of my favorite sports scenes it has nothing to do with sports it's just kind of like the theatrics of the sports in general Um, gets me super pumped so this is a definite yes I'm happy you guys enjoyed this Mm -hmm. movie just an all has nothing a whole lot to do with wrestling, but the friends we made along the way. So that was Vision Quest. Uh, I have some trivia hooked up for you guys. What's the order? Uh, closest I, to. I hosted last with uh, Oh Brother, then the Nice Guys, I think. Um, no, no, then Seven. Dark Healing was last, so was that, but that was Josh, right? Whoever goes last has oh, a distinct brother, advantage. Healing, I was nice. Nice guys. I was seven. I was seven. Or seven. Then Mikey. So, so yeah. Josh, Pappy, Mikey. Me, Mikey. So Mikey goes last. Josh, Pappy, Brett, Mikey. Yeah. Josh, Pappy, Brett, Mikey. Okay. This movie, uh, by today's standards, made $35 million at the box office. Not a bad haul for a movie just about hormones out of you know going haywire while uh while trying to win state in wrestling anywho we've been talking a lot about forrest whitaker and man did this guy go on a run in the 80s he went from fast times at ridgemont high then i believe he went to vision quest from vision quest what was it after that platoon uh the color of money good morning vietnam and capped it off with blood sport this dude was on a roll. He was a 40-year-old man by the time Bloodsport was out. <laughs> he looks so he old looks, in that. Dude, he looks 25 years older in Bloodsport than he does in this movie. <laughs> like, did this movie just stress him to all ungodly <laughs> Must have. Probably Platoon, actually. <laughs> he just aged that much. Platoon probably took a lot out of him. All right. Out of all the movies he's either appeared in or starred in, 
What is the worldwide gross combined of Forrest Whitaker movies? Oh. He's only been in 57 movies. Only. Credit. <laughs> only Credit. been in 57 movies. I feel like he's been acting forever. I, feel like, I thought he'd be in more. So all of his movies, not just his 80s movies? All of his movies. Oof. Even Rogue One. Oof. Thanks for reminding me. That's, yeah, that's a good one. Money-wise. Josh, batter up. Closest to one million dollars. Total worldwide gross of all of Forrest Whitaker's movies. Correct, Amundo. I'll just set the bar at six hundred million. Two okay, bil- six hundred. Two, two billion. Six hundred mil. Pappy says two bills. That's really good. I mean, Brea. I mean, Rogue One had to make close to a billion dollars itself, right? No. No. Jesus, Stevie. Let's talk a little more. You've given Brett two <laughs> key clues. Oh, man. Um, I'll go 1.99 billion. <laughs> Why? <laughs> I don't know. I find that's such a weird way. Wait, 1 million <laughs> under the... Pappy? No, you picked it. <laughs> All right. Mikey, batter up. Uh, one billion. Guys, forgot about Black Panther. You guys forgot about Black Panther. Oh, I was thinking he only had one big movie. Man, forgot about that. Adjusted for inflation, he hauled in three billion (gasps) nine hundred and seventy-five million dollars at the box office. You said you didn't say adjusted for inflation, Brett. That wouldn't have mattered. Sure does. I think that comes out to like six hundred million, roughly. Yeah. Oh man, I'm <laughs> not adjusted. Exactly. Black You're Panther made six hundred million dollars. <laughs> I don't like it. I don't like it at all. <laughs> what does that say about our economy? My God. Good Lord. <laughs> Pappy, you are the winner. Air, air quotes. Yes. Oh my Lord. Anywhom. Uh... Should we kick it over to Spoilers Man and let Pap pick on a movie? Yeah. Alright, take it away, Spoilers Man. Our email is podcastspoilers at gmail.com. Twitter is at spoilers underscore pod. Our Instagram is podcastspoilers. It's lit. And we're back. And before I kick it to Pappy, I'd like to give a quick shout out to uh, the band Feverbeam who has an awesome song called Young Guns, much like the movie that we spoiled. It is incredible. Check them out. Pappy, what do you got? You guys, I feel like the movies we've been doing lately are just too good. We've been doing <laughs> too good of movies on spoilers. And I agree. I need to pick... Vision Quest is the apex of those picks. One of the most notoriously terrible movies the of Godfather. all time. Uh, We're no, doing The you. Room... On spoilers. You're tearing me apart! <laughs> oh, boy. Hi, doggy. With Brie Larson? You're my favorite. No, no that's room. Not room. The Room. <laughs> the Room. <laughs> oh. Oh, Academy Award-winning film, The Room? Hi, Mark. Oh, hi, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> hi, Mark. Uh, oh, gosh. Well, well, I'm going to have to buy that Blu-ray. That <laughs> Criterion Collection, The Room. <laughs> <laughs> I heard Tommy specifically withholds the Blu-rays himself. And 
<laughs> delivers them out one by one, so it takes a while. <laughs> it's going to be a fun pod. <laughs> well, if you've made it this far, just remember, it's not about the podcast. It's about the friends you've made along the way and the vision quest that you've achieved. Thank you for listening. Hope you had fun. That was spoilers. Okay, I'm ready. Hey, don't forget. And we're back. Wait, wait can you toss? Make sure you mention the song, Young Gun song, Fever yeah. Bean. I was going to do that at the end, Josh. No, do it. Do it right now. Because we'll play it in the background when we come back. All right. What's the song called again? Young Guns? Yep. Actually, when I do the and we're back, just hop in, Josh. Pick you know, a better Pat would have won anyway, no, but come on. the inflation mm-hmm. added $1.1 billion, so... Brad, give it up, you lost. No, I said, I said Pat won anyway. <laughs> Thank you. Find a new slant. <laughs> the colors are normal. I'm just saying it's separation. Right. Um, like it. Oh, I know what Pappy's picking. Can I just hit it right and we're back? Yeah. Okay, three, are two. Are you going to throw it to the, the clip, the song? Yeah, but I was going to do like a backstory first. Just okay. say if you're Perfect. into the yeah, movie yeah. Young Guns, there's yeah. a great song called Young Guns played by the band Fever Dream. Check them out. Do it. Fever Bean. Okay, three, two, one. That was spoilers.